This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. Welcome to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. This is the final cast segment with your hosts, Brad Hicks and Josh Eldridge, where we cast our final opinions on all products, good and bad. Welcome to the final cast. You're listening to the final cast on the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brad, and tonight, Brian Schiller is filling in for Josh. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. How you been? Pretty good. Not yeah. too bad for being shut in. So yeah, yeah. Well, you've been out fishing. Yeah, I, I've been fishing a few times this week. There's a few. Anything. Well, there's a few hosts that have been out fishing, and I see the group chat, and I just want to reply with a bunch of middle fingers, but you know, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So Sorry. it's all good. I, I might be going tomorrow too. So yeah. Well, I'll the weather's. Sure to- yeah, the weather's been goofy up here. We had snow on like Sunday or Monday, and then today was like sixty. So, yeah, can't win, dude. <laughs> Crazy stuff. Yeah, well, buddy. we have uh, an episode today with some pro staffers of New Canoe. So we're going to be talking about the Pursuit and the Frontier 12. So I'm going to introduce uh, Matt Gibson and Jeff Skinner. How are you guys doing? What's up? Yeah, how are you doing? Pretty good. Yeah. So um, let, let's start this off by... Uh, you letting the listeners know who you are, uh, what you do for New Canoe, and uh, how you got into the whole pro staff thing. Let's start with Matt. Uh, yeah, so I'm regional director for the uh, for Team New Canoe out of the Great Lakes region. Um, you know, I I've always liked the open concept and and kind of how the New Canoes were laid out. Uh, became an owner, and then uh, not too long after that, became a, 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 a member of team new canoe about gosh it's probably been four years ago uh, five years ago something like that uh, and then 
uh, moved my way up to uh, uh, the regional director up here. So that's pretty cool. What about you, Jeff? It's Jimmy. You keep calling Jimmy. him Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Skinner. Jimmy Skinner. Correct. Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm losing y'all here and there. That's my fault, probably. Oh, okay. sorry. No, I, I called. Uh, I called you Jeff. <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna straighten it out in a second, but we're good. Yeah. <laughs> straighten it out, man. Straighten out means he's taking a drive to Ohio. You know. <laughs> it, it's because I know a Jeff Skinner, man. That's why. <laughs> no, I. Uh, I got in the new canoes probably late 2018 when the flint first came out and like matt said i really like the open concept so i got one of the very first runs of it that i think was actually one of the original demo boats and uh loved it and then bought a pursuit secondhand not too long after that and then uh i got on uh, hook one outfitters pro staff team uh actually on january 1st of this year and they had me come work on one of their fishing expos, and I met uh, Mike Smith, who's the Central Region Regional Director, and uh, we sold a bunch of new canoes that weekend, and he reached out to me and asked me if I'd want a spot on the team this year, and here I am. It's been great so far. Bunch here of good guys awesome. out there. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. So uh, what what drove you to New Canoe exactly? What What caught your eye? The, the open deck, the weight, I, I don't like a lot of kayaks that have a lot of the, like, not knocking on Bonafide, but just like the eye catcher things, like this pod does that, you know, this seat does that. I like it real basic, real open. Mm -hmm. And, I, you know, stability, and even though I pedal now, I like a boat that paddles really well. And the Flint and the Pursuit that I had first, probably some of the best paddling boats I ever had. And then just the ability to really do whatever I wanted with it, with, you know, I can put a motor on it, I can mm -hmm. put a torpedo on it, I can put the pedal system in it. So, and it's, you know, five minutes, I can take it all back out and paddle it again. That's awesome. I, I'm glad you brought up the, uh, uh, the drive for that, the pivot drive, right? Yeah, pivot yep. drive. Okay. Have you guys both used it? Yeah, I have one now. Okay. Yep. Can you can you kind of can you guys kind of go over a little bit what what it is and how it works? Uh, I, I've seen them, but I don't know exactly how they work. Matt, you want to take that? Yeah, sure. Um, so it's it's you know as, as Jimmy was talking about, uh, everything with our boats are modular, so we can bolt things on, bolt things off uh, of the kayak. So this is a pedal system uh, that has a tower up front and like a uh, almost like a bicycle uh, type of uh, system up there that goes in it drives a belt from the belt it goes into a, a gear that goes to the back of the uh, back of the kayak and that's kind of where the drive actually sits and uh, that's where the prop is uh, it's incredibly smooth uh, because we're belt driven on both sides mm -hmm. uh, we have instant reverse with it you know there's no no fumbling with that at all uh, even though it's at the back of the kayak uh, if you hit something uh, or, or, or need to pull it up. It comes up with ease. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's super smooth. Um, it's, it, it's really nice because as, as Jimmy was talking about, you know, if I want to go hit the river or hit, hit some shallows here in Indiana, I can just take that right off within five, 10 minutes. 
go and have a completely open kayak from there and, and be able to go out and, and fish and enjoy my day on the river. Or I can, you know, if I'm lake fishing, I'll I can throw the pivot drive on uh, and, and take it to the lake and, and pedal around and be super efficient on the water. Hmm. Yeah, I know, like, you know, working for a dealer that sells new canoes, I mean, that's the huge selling point is the modular setups, the bolt-on, takeoff, um, you know, and especially you know, the, the one thing I will say is new canoe is ha, has like a whole lineup of accessories to bolt on from dashboards to the pivot drive, uh, bow mount trolling motors, like dashboards. Um, there's like a storage thing. They even have a duck blind with a layout seat. Like, wow. I mean, they've, holder. yeah. Shotgun bow holder. Like they got a lot of cool little things that you could throw on and take off that boat in just a matter of a thumb screw, you know? Yeah. We have a lot of track on the, <laughs> on all of our kayaks too. Uh, you know, the frontier has a ton of track on it. The pursuit does as well. And even, even down for a smaller boat, like the, uh, the Flint, it still has a lot of track space on it for you to be able to plug in rod holders, whatever you need to plug in, uh, right there into the rail system. Hmm. Yeah. So this, uh, pedal drive, um, is it, uh, can you put it on any of the models? Uh, so the tower, the tower's a little bit different depending on the model, as well as the, uh, uh, the, the, the cable that drives it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but any of our kayaks, you can buy a pivot drive for. Okay. So, so not one, ju- not one fits all. That's what I was right. kind of asking. Yeah. Right. I, I got you. But no matter yeah. what gear new canoe you own, it'll work on it. Any okay. of the previous models, Frontiers, Pursuits, Flints, it'll bolt right up to it. Okay. Okay. That's cool. I, I, yeah, like I've said, I've seen videos of these things and I, I never really knew how they work. So it's kind of interesting to... I'm kind of looking at a picture right now and it's trying to it's get definitely outside of the box with the, the belt driven style system to the drive shaft. It's, yeah. That's what makes it like he, Matt was saying, it's super smooth. I, I hadn't got to try one until I actually picked mine up Friday night, put it together at hook one, drove all the way back to Birmingham and then took it out the next day. And I mean, it's, it's so smooth. Like, you find things that you feel like are wrong with it because you've been in other drives and then yeah. you realize you're just not used to something that actually works like it's supposed to. <laughs> it's, it's sad, but, and it, because it's, because you're steering with the propulsion, it steers. I've been in a lot of pedal drive boats and a lot of boats with rudders and the, like my frontier literally will turn on a dime. And like, if you're fishing heavy current, and like you're fishing parallel to the bank and you get out of position, you can literally just rip the steering handle down, kick the pedal twice, and you're back on course and don't even have to think about it anymore. Nice. Yeah, I was curious about that reverse steering. I mean, I've seen the pivot drive a couple times. I've never used it or anything like that, but uh, I was curious is how that plays a factor, you know, having that prop actually doing the steering versus a rudder. I mean... I, and, and I agree with you 100%. I mean, I'm a Jackson guy through and through. And, like, sometimes your turning isn't as efficient as it could be because that rudder just doesn't turn a proper way or doesn't um, push enough water as you're trying to maneuver that turn, so to speak. So 
I get what you're saying on that, man. And that's one thing that I thought was kind of unique uh, with that drive is that it, you know, not only is it propped up in the back, but it's actually doing the steering as well. Yeah. It's, it's definitely outside of the box for real. It's, it's crazy. Heck yeah. So yeah, go, the, oh, go ahead, Matt. Go ahead, Matt. I, I was going to ask uh, the uh, stable, uh, the cable for the steering. Is it like ran to something like a, uh, a handle type rudder? Yeah, it's a, a vertical handle that mounts on the left gun. And it's just, uh, I'm trying to remember, I think it's, you pull it back for left, forward for right. And okay. then it's, uh, it's a concealed uh, shaft and a shielded cable that's got uh, multiple <laughs> mounts that hold it in all the way back. And then you just clip it onto the drive with like a quick connect. Mm-hmm. And it one positive thing about that that I love is, like I came from a native Titan, and on a Titan, you constantly have to be on the rudder handle. Yeah. Because of the, the cable design of this steering cable, it's got enough tension to it that when you set it straight, you can just let go of it and keep pedaling, and you're just going to continue straight. You know what I mean? I, yeah. You get cross current I understand. That's different, but. Yeah. And we're, we've actually, we're starting to use that handle on, on a few other things, like uh, Torquedo setups. Uh, we have an EPS uh, system, uh, motor system that we came out with. And we're using that same exact handle because we like it so much. And and as Jimmy alluded to, uh, it, you know, it's it's very efficient and, and very easy to use. And you mash it. And, I mean, there's instant response from it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can see how that uh, that whole system allows you to turn better, go straighter, uh, as opposed to having a rudder. So that, that, that makes sense now. Yeah, and the one thing I wanted to say, because Jimmy mentioned like that pivot drive will go in all the old boats, and it definitely will. Um, but like the newer, I think it started 2020 miles, right, where they have the set insets for that yep. rudder handle on the left gunnel right. wall. Older boats, you just have to, what, do a track mount or just screw it straight into the boat, boat right. or something like that? It, it comes with a, yeah, it comes with a kit. Okay. The pivot drive comes with a kit that has it right there in it with it. And if you don't need to use it, you just toss it. But if you need to use it, you know, it, it's included with the pivot drive. Very cool. Hmm. That is pretty cool. <laughs> well, one of the things that, that absolutely blown me away with pivot drive is, is the ability to fish in the wind. Um, so the other day I had the wind at my back and I needed to be in that wind uh, to, to be in, in kind of the target area for me to be fishing. And it was literally just a very, very slow back pedal into the wind. And man, I, I, I stayed right there, especially for a 13 and a half foot kayak. Like, I wasn't getting blown around at all. It, it kept me right there in position very easily. Very cool. Yeah, that's cool. So, are you, uh, are you, wait a minute, wait a minute, Jimmy, you drinking a Corona during the, the Rona? Yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I've been making that joke all week, man. Should be drinking Coronas, fighting the Corona. Instead, I'm drinking coffee. Sorry. <laughs> now, I think we hit on the pivot drive uh, pretty well. Uh, move along and talk about the uh, bow mounting uh, options that New Canoe offers. Um, what 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 exactly is like? everybody what makes everybody gravitate towards new canoe with the bow bow mounting uh trolling motors what makes it so special i would think it's just the the ease of mounting it 
Uh, I mean, it's it's one bracket and motor mount kit from us, and then the the motor guide motor if that's the motor you choose, and then you can get a quick disconnect bracket from them as well. So where you just pull a pin and you take the drive off and you can you know put it up, and then the the motor install kit. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Matt, but doesn't it come with the plug and play setup? Uh, it does not. You have to. That's a that's a different package. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, you basically so you take the two screws out of the handle in the front of the kayak. That's two of your your bolts for your for your mount for your uh, trolling motor, and you put one up front, one hole in the front that you can easily get to through the hatch. And I mean, you're you're mounted up and ready to go. That's as easy as it gets. It's very very simple to install and, and take off. Does it does it replace the front handle or does the front handle go back on? It it replaces it, but you can also put the handle. I don't know if you've seen Derek uh, Brundle's uh, uh, video where he, where he actually reattaches his handle on the front of the motor mount. Okay, I haven't seen it, but I was curious about that. Yep, I think I just saw somebody with. I don't remember what model it was, but they had a motor guide on the front. I think they put two handles under the bolts. I don't know if you've guys seen that or not. I have not. I can't remember who I saw it, but it looked interesting. I was like, oh, that's a good idea. I'll yeah. tell you, I'll be honest, man. I, I wasn't I wasn't about electric motors. You know, I'm more grassroots. I'm a paddling yeah. kind of guy, and pedaling's still new for me, really. But uh, I fished that Bass Nation event on Logan Martin. And uh, I ran into Cody Milton right after yeah. we got our team. And we were in like four mile an hour current. And he had a 55 pound IX or XI3 on. And he was going by me and I said, hey, and he pressed a button and it whipped around and held him in current. And we sat there and talked for like five minutes with me just steadily. <laughs> he he like, talked about that <laughs> on another podcast. And uh, he, he said he was going eight mile an hour downstream with the current or something with the motor. They did and a... Then, 12 mile float that's crazy hmm. yeah he, he, he could have done it without that motor that's, oh, yeah. oh, that's yeah. crazy a yeah, lot of people crazy. talking about milton's setup from that event man i mean a lot of people were blown away and i know one of our hosts and i know jimmy knows him he was just like i think i need a new canoe now yeah yeah I just had a trolling motor thrown on the back of my pursuit. I actually was borrowing or pursuit while I was waiting on my new boats to come in. And, uh, you know, we, we decided to put in pre-fishing and go upstream, like not even a mile and cutting across the river was, you know, I know that was a workout for his legs. And I just set <laughs> oh, the trolling motor on high and pointed and then Cody passed us and he was like, <laughs> man, I'm jealous. <laughs> and then I'll he tell you what. Up and was like, what's up on them new canoes, man. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I I, I I wouldn't have been able to do that in my kayak, that's for sure. <laughs> I mean, I, I was running, a, I think it was a 40-pound thrust Minn Kota, and I was still, when he was like, let's cut across the river, I was like, okay, <laughs> let's go for it. That's well, cool. that's, that's interesting, too, you bring up that you had it mounted in the back. I think that's a unique feature about New Canoe as well as the transom mount in the back, like all their boats. Um, all four of them have a flat back, so you can mount a trolling motor back there. I know a good friend of mine, he's got a Frontier 12 uh, guy I started the podcast with, and he 
he bought a 55 pound thrust trolling motor with a little extended tiller handle you know yeah and uh he rocked that for a long time man and it, and that was slick and that was one of the things that drove him to new canoe was because of the ease of mounting that and then taking it off and then you know like we talked about before pulling the pivot drive in and out like go fish a lake go fish a river you know i i mean that that right there you know the the simplicity and the uniqueness of being able to switch between all the different styles of of power or paddle um, or pedal driven, I think is what really makes uh, new canoe very unique. Yep. Yeah, that Honda on the back's pretty awesome too. Honda Outboard. Yeah, don't lie. The I other day you had that thing on, that. didn't you? No, I didn't. Have you? <laughs> have either of you guys tried? Guys tried that out? I have not. If I try I it out, I won't paddle or pedal ever again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like a Johnny boat then, in that. Have but a motor I'm, on the back like that? But probably way faster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I would know some, guys, some guys here, uh, you know, they're they're actually using that to push up river and then floating back down. Uh, so they're getting their Honda 2.3 going up river and then uh, just floating down. That's crazy. Just extends the range so much for those guys. You know, they, they're going way, way, way up river uh, mm. and, and having a really nice day and being able to float down. You don't know what the fuel range is on on that Honda 2.3, do you? I don't, but I mean, I don't think it hardly uses anything. No, I just I was wondering for comparison because I know I, when I talked to Cody, he's got a hundred amp hour Dakota lithium battery, and he said he can get 25 miles and not be conservative with the motor. Wow, that's crazy. That is nuts. That those, is nuts. those batteries are awesome, man. But. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We, we could do a whole new, whole other episode <laughs> on one of those, I'm sure. <laughs> so, uh, you, do you have anything else, Brian, on the motor or? No, no, not on the, not, not on the propulsion. Okay. Um, let's go into, uh, the Frontier 12, right? Is that what we're going to talk about, right? Yep. Um, I, I didn't pull it up. Yeah. Frontier let's... 12 and the Pursuit. Yeah. Let's, let's start off with the Frontier 12, uh. What's some of your guys' favorite features of that boat? Start with Matt. Oh, just the just the stability of it. I mean, it's it's amazing. Uh, that's actually what I that was my first new canoe was a uh, Frontier 12, and for a bigger guy like myself, uh, you know, I'm six five, two seventy five. Like that's it, it's it's incredible how much uh, confidence you get out on the water. Uh, even a guy my size being able to just pop up, stand up and and fish uh but you know just it's so easy getting in and out of the seat too because of the seat height um and then just the wide open deck there's a lot of deck on that boat being you know 41 inches wide uh so there's there's a lot of deck there for you to put whatever you need to uh you can take as much tackle as you need to um i mean it's got a max weight of 650 pounds uh, so wow. you can take a lot of stuff with you well, not only that, but that boat you could rig up tandem as well. Yeah, really. With, oh yeah. So uh, the Godfather, aka Scott, um, him and I went out in his Frontier 12 tandem with the trolling motor and a lead acid battery, a couple rods, <laughs> and me and him are not light on our feet. And dude, it worked. It worked, and it was it was cool. 
But, I mean, that Frontier 12, man, is super stable. I mean, I've stood on the gunnel walls of that thing, and it won't flip yeah. over. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, 40, 41 inches wide. That's ridiculous. Yeah. It, it's kind of intimidating when you first <laughs> see one. Cause, yeah. Like, I thought my Titan was wide, and when you see my yeah. boat sitting on a trailer, you're like, you don't need all of that. But yeah, <laughs> I, I use the Frontier for, it's going to be my tournament boat this season. Nice. And I took, like I said, I took it out Saturday, and I decided just to take everything I would possibly ever take with me to see if it all fit. And you can still get up and walk around. And I mean, I've got my 7-inch graph, like, right by the seat, but I can still put four or five rods in front of me. I've got four or five rods behind me. Just, you know, I use a big, uh, I'm trying to remember what it is. It's a rigid waterproof toolbox that I repurposed to make a crate out of because mm-hmm. I don't, I wanted a waterproof tackle storage. And uh, so it's, it's a little bigger than a black pack, but, you know, so I've got all that back there, a cooler, a dry bag, everything. I got the hatch loaded down with stuff and it, it still probably was only drafting like four or five inches in the water. Yeah. And I even, you know, I don't have the right size uh, paddle right now because uh, I had a little mishap with my paddle flying out of my boat when I was hauling it. And uh, so I'm using like a blown or 240 centimeter bending branches paddle on a boat that's 41 inches long. <laughs> wow. I still, I still tried paddling it uh, Saturday and it paddled fine. And like you were saying about it in the wind, uh, I was on a wheeler and we were having wind switching directions like every 30 seconds, blowing 15 every time it moved. And it, I mean, it's a big boat, so you, it, you know, of course, it's going to move in the wind, but it's so easy and so fast to correct it. Interesting. It, well, it's it, it's so reactive too. Like you get that boat in the river, and you dip a paddle in the nose. I mean, it moves right. It, it there's no delay with it for as, as big a boat as it is, as wide as it is. If you dip a paddle, I mean, it moves the the nose straightens right out. It's it's pretty easy to paddle for as big as it is i'm I'm ready to put it back up against the pursuit to see because i honestly think it steers better than my pursuit does or my pursuit did you, you guys stole some of my questions i was going to ask about <laughs> how, how easy it was to paddle <laughs> well i i think i think the interesting thing the the most interesting thing about the frontier when you're talking about the width is it's got to be one of the lightest widest boats on the market yep. 77. You know, what, yeah, 77, right? Without this seat or with this seat? I think that's without. 73 hall weight without the oh, okay. without okay. seat. Okay. So that's a thing, man. Like um, my buddy Scott, he would roof rack his on a Nissan Maxima. And I always used to tell him <laughs> it was the coolest Maxima going down the road, you know? <laughs> but uh, but that was the thing. And, and um real quick going back to the tandem setup like from a consumer standpoint um when consumers come into the shop like the big thing for some guys the dads is they're like i want a boat that i could rig up tandem but also go solo and like new canoe i think is the only one on the market where you could do that like go double or or solo right i'm not I, I, there's nothing that comes to mind that you can set up like that no, i don't I'm think not sure you know I, I so Reminded me of Josh because he wants to do that with his son. Right, 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 right. And well, another I, option that they have, you know, you like on the Frontier, you can go as far as the dual swivel seats, but New Canoe also makes a junior seat, which is more like yeah, a bench yeah. seat. Yeah. And you can, yep. 
I think it's made for the frontier, but I've seen one on a pursuit also. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, the pursuit's got like a 450 or 500 pound capacity itself. Yeah. That's crazy. It, all, all these hold that much weight just because of the width of the kayak too, right? Is mm-hmm. that how it's, is that how it's built? I don't think it's not necessarily just the width. Um, I think it's the length in the hull design as well. Yeah, right. a, a lot that, of hull design into it, yeah. Yeah, because like you said a little bit ago, this is one of the only kayaks you'll see with where it's that wide and 12 foot, 12 foot long and only 77 pounds. It kind of blows my mind. Yeah, and I know like going back to the paddling, um, like one of the – unique features that new canoe did on that frontier 12 was a skag in the in the back they have a big skag in the bottom that's molded into the boat and that really helps for tracking i gotcha correct me if i'm wrong new canoe guys they actually (laughs) they all have a skag right it's 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 kind of like you could call it that but it's really just like the keels just beefed up back there on the that's what it, that was the word I was looking for. Keel. It's got <laughs> yeah. this big keel in the back. Yeah. yeah. Skeg, yeah, skeg drops down. Yeah. 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 No, yeah they, all their boats track. I mean, even the Flint, you know, it's, it's 11 foot three. It's really narrow, but for it to be a river boat, it doesn't like not knocking on the Jacksons. I, you know, I'll still tell most people that, you know, the, the original Coosa is one of the best moving water boats there is, but the, Kusa has a problem with walking when you paddle it, and the flint barely moves when you're when you're mm-hmm. getting a good paddle stroke going. Yeah, it's in that sweet spot too. I think like the 12 foot range is like the perfect like mixture of everything. Yeah. Yeah, for those guys that don't want a 12 foot kayak, the F10, it's little brother. It's a pretty impressive little kayak, man. It's yeah. uh, it's got a max weight capacity of 500 pounds in a 10 foot mm-hmm. kayak. That's that's pretty incredible. It's 39 inches wide. Uh, what's the weight on that one? Uh, 62 pounds. So it's actually lighter than wow. the flat. That's pretty sweet. You got sweet. a cheat sheet in front of you, or are you remembering this off the top of your head? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dude, I remember all the bonafide specs, too. So. Uh, I know most of them. I know most of them. We're not I that never far remember off the that. F10. I never well, remember the F10. We're not that far off of show season, so yeah, it's still yeah. kind of fresh in the there. brain. Yeah, that's, that's right. true. I hear, I hear you. So uh, I don't think we got your favorite uh, features of the F12, Jimmy. What are your favorite features? I mean, Matt covered them. Uh, super wide, real open. I love that you've got track, you know, front to back. Mm-hmm. Uh, something I like on this one is so the pursuit has a hatch tub. That you can take out the f12 has a uh a bag that's yeah. like a mm-hmm. wet waterproof or not i won't say waterproof but it's got a weather seal so water doesn't get in the hole and i didn't think i would like that at first but i seem to like it a lot more now that i've been using it i thought i was just going to take it out and throw it out but you know just like matt said though I, I don't know i need i wanted a bigger platform just for tournament fishing but i could still take down small moving water if i want to and i don't see after using it saturday i don't see a problem with taking it anywhere i want to i still have a flint i bought another new flint but i think our first creek trip is in three weeks mm-hmm. and i'm probably gonna take the f12 with pivot driving i think 
be able to use the, the drive to stay in the current in the eddies and stuff like that. I got gotcha. you. Like that. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, what, is this the boat Cody Milton uses? No. No, he uses the Pursuit. Right? Yeah, he's got the Pursuit. Okay. So I'll, I'll get to that question when we go over that boat. But I, I was going to ask about the uh, storage space up front. It looks like there's a little hatch up here. Uh, guys yeah. go go into that a little bit. Uh, what all can you store inside of there? You can actually uh, – Matt's probably stuff a lot more stuff in his. He's had his longer. But uh, I was surprised. I was I took the hatchback out, and you've got plenty of room for – like you could stick one of those lithium batteries up there to run your motor guide. Mm-hmm a lot easier and still have more room um i've got a i think it's a 32 liter dry bag backpack that will slide right down in there um i'm sure if you're using you know medium heavy action or lighter action rods you could bend those down and get them in 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 the hole i haven't mm-hmm. tried that yet have you i uh i have not you probably could though yep i'll try this weekend i, I usually store my rods in my boat so yeah, I do too. I, I'm in a bonafide and sliding rods inside the boats, like simple. And I, I like to always ask everybody that question because I'm just curious. I got burned on it just because I've had them slide all the way to the other end of the boat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Been there, yep. done that. Yeah. Yep. I've had that happen with rod socks and paddles. <laughs> you got to go to the other end and like lift the back end of the boat and shake it above your head to get it to come back down. When I sold my Titan to my buddy, I told him that there's a rod sock in the keel if he can get to it. <laughs> <laughs> he took the hatch That's out awesome. In there. I couldn't find it, and I told him if he finds it, it's his. I threw a little something in there extra for you, <laughs> but you got to go on a treasure hunt to find it. Treasure I like hunt. it. I like it. Hey, that, that, that reminds me of uh, John Graves buying Kurt Smith's old Hobie. He, he took yeah. off the bottom plate under there, and like he, he found a bunch of soft plastics in there, and he's like, <laughs> Sweet, yeah. this has good mojo. <laughs> That's Very pretty cool. cool. All right, so uh, let's move on to the pursuit. Um, let's go over some of your guys' favorite features again on this boat, uh, and kind of compare it to uh, the F12, I guess, if they if you can. Um, let's go ahead and start with Matt. Yeah, so pursuit's kind of the uh, tournament ready. Uh, tournament setup like kind of ultimate paddling kayak uh you know it uh you get a lot of the same same features and that it's it's still a wider boat uh you know 35 36 inches wide so it's still pretty wide uh but you you still have the open deck space uh completely in front of you um you can stand in it still plenty of stability uh, the primary stability is a little bit different on, on that kayak just cause it's not yeah. as wide. Uh, but it's still very, very stable. Uh, you know, I can, I can stand up in mine and then fish if I need to. Um, but build in rod tubes, uh, having mm. those, those rod tubes, that's, that's huge for me. Um, uh, you know, we were talking about transporting rods. I actually don't take mine out of my kayak. I put them in those rod tubes. Uh, we got a little strap that comes across them put them in there, uh, throw it in the truck and, and take off. Um, it's, it, it paddles and it handles really, really well. Um, that's, it's, it's a really, really underrated river boat. Uh, 
it's it, it handles the river really well. Uh, you know, I, I was fortunate enough uh, this past year to get down the Flint River down in Georgia, uh, and I am very, very pleased that I had my pursuit on that trip for sure. I guess. Flint River, that's where the Flint was designed, correct? That's it. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> See, I know some history yeah. here. Come yeah, on, there man. That, that crossed on, my mind, too. Come on, meow. <laughs> <laughs> if you've never been, if you've never been, it's 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 amazing. That, uh, I've heard it's beautiful, man. If nothing else, it's a beautiful paddle. Nice. Yeah, I'd love to get down there. I've never, I like I've said in past episodes, I've only been out of Ohio like ten times in my life. <laughs> Brad Brad lives a very sheltered life. <laughs> I'm stuck on the Ohio rivers here. <laughs> That's okay too. Uh, you but, come down here to the south and get on some of our waters. Or get on some of them slack waters in Tennessee, you probably wouldn't go back. Uh, I guarantee you I wouldn't go back. I keep telling my wife I want to go south, but she doesn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Jimmy, let's go over your favorite features on the pursuit here. My favorite was the horizontal rod holders. He hit that, man. That's a <laughs> getting everything out of your way, not having to worry about how you cast behind you or anything. That's a that was a huge one. And like you said, with it being underrated, man, I have a, a good buddy here, Blake, that for a long time, that was the only boat he had. And <laughs> we'd go do the moving water trips. And, you know, the pursuit's 13 and a half foot long, so it's a lot of boat. And, you know, we thought at first, we was like, man, that's not going to do too well on these skinny rivers or these hard turns. And it does perfectly fine. I mean, it paddles so well. Like he, he fished the state championship here in Alabama last year on the Coosa River, and he took it down a, a class three. Now, he's got whitewater experience, but, mm -hmm. like, he said he didn't even check up and think about it. He just went for it and said it did fine. So it's, That's cool. I dig it. And like you said, <laughs> the primary stability is a little different, but something I tell everybody whenever they get into any of the new canoes is it's a different stability, but they all have it. You got to give it more than one, like, couple hours or five-minute trip. Like the Flint, I stand. I actually did a video today in my Flint standing and flipping it and it's not you, you cut out uh the the flint just with the stability being a lot better than most would think you know you uh -huh. give yourself a couple minutes in it and then like i was saying i was standing today flipping uh flipping and punching in the wind and not shaky at all it's just you get used to it it just takes a minute I gotcha. Yeah, I'll say when I uh, when I demoed the pursuit, um, I paddled it out, stood up in it, and I thought it was kind of shaky. And then I went in and I jumped in a bonafide SS127, paddled that around, and you know, obviously bonafide's fairly stable. And then I went back out in the pursuit, and I was like. It was almost like it seemed more stable. I was like, was it just me? Like, I needed to get my sea legs or what? And it really threw me off. Um, like Matt said, that primary doesn't kick in right away. Or maybe it's the secondary that just doesn't kick in right away. But once it does, you're like, oh, there it is. It's locked, you know? man. Yeah. 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 But that boat paddles super fast, man. For 13 and a half feet, it reminds me of a touring kayak. But, I mean, with that boat being so big, man, it just rips right through the water with ease mm -hmm. compared to the Frontier 12, for sure. 
Oh yeah. You know. I yeah, I was when, before oh, I got in the suit, I was in a Lure eleven five. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then uh, I made the mistake of borrowing my buddy's pursuit, and I wasn't exhausted at the end of the trip. Yeah. I was like, oh, yep, definitely time for a change. So. This is what it should be like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the cool thing about this kayak is it's shaped like a traditional kayak, but it's a sit on top. And I think that's probably why it paddles so well. And it looks like it's super fast. Am I wrong it on is. that? Yeah. No, it is. It's it's really fast. And uh, it it tracks really, really well, too. I mean, you, you, you can paddle you can paddle pretty hard uh, and then just kind of drift. And it just... It's very, very straight drifting boat, too. Hmm. Yeah, cool. I think I could get just, you know, not really paddling hard with all of my gear. I can usually average 3.2 to 3.5 with ease. And nice. I can That's not that. bad. I can do that spot to spot, a mile. It's not, you don't really notice. Yep. Yeah, I, I think I'm getting about 2.9 to 3.2 maybe when I paddle and it's i'm probably putting a little bit more effort i'm imagining but yeah it's all good so these these rod tubes i keep hearing everybody talk about them how many do you guys have in this in the boat so there's there's four uh four horizontal and two verticals in the pursuit okay the the verticals are behind the seat yep yeah it's it's a good spot you know a lot of times that's where i'll put like a a follow-up like i'll be throwing a frog uh you Mm -hmm. know i'll put a put a uh, soft plastic uh, rod right there and you know it's an easy grab back and and cast right back in there yeah these rod tubes are really cool i I always like that because you know when i'm uh uh transporting and stuff i like to slide my rods in the hole uh that's like a a different option like you mentioned earlier i also heard on another podcast that cody milton was storing six rods on both sides I think he was storing more than that, if I remember. How exactly is he doing that? He's stacking them in there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is he? With, like, rod sleeves, I'm guessing, then? Maybe. I I didn't. I I would carry eight in mine without rod sleeves. I'd put two in each tube and then two behind me, so ten total. Wow. That's that's impressive. You wrap your line around your guides when you put your rod up, and then they start in and out with ease yeah and then the butts then sit kind of right beside where your seat is there's kind of like a i don't know almost like a molded rod ramp right there and it's got two slots in it and Mm -hmm. your rod just kind of the butts just sit right down in that yeah kind of stage them offset because you the tubes go all the way to the front of the boat Mm -hmm. so you you can literally put a seven foot rod in there and it'd be almost a foot in front of you so you can stage them back that way okay that's kind of cool yeah i I know like me uh, i'm a river guy i I don't like my rods sticking straight up so i I try to play them trees (laughs) no i I hate trees (laughs) dude i every time i get caught in a tree dude i just cringe and then i'm like please don't break my rod I, i look behind me i'm like Oh, we're good. All right. But I always try to lay mine horizontal as possible. And that I kind of run into an issue with that as well because you're hitting banks and stuff still doing it that way. But that's a cool feature. I like that. I wish more. I wish all of our new canoe boats had it. 
That's the one yeah. thing I miss on the frontier is you can it's got rod tip stagers and you can lay boats lay your rods down in the boat, but that the rod tubes are just you can't beat that. They're awesome. Hmm. Yeah, and with the open deck too, I mean you can stage rods in front of you, especially with like a with one of the drawers and then a bullwinkle on top. I mean mm-hmm. you can you can stage two or three rods underneath you pretty easy. Yeah. I agree. I'm sitting here looking at the picture. It looks like right right in front of you, but be uh but behind the uh the hull, there's like a flat space right there. Is this behind the hatch? Yeah, right about? behind the hatch. Yeah. That's where you can mount like the drawer. That's where I've seen the buddy seat, the like the junior seat. Okay. When someone did it on that, they had the seat there and their kid just put their feet in the front hatch area. Oh, okay. I got so you. You can get the drawer system that goes there, mounts across the track, and then you've got a drawer on a slide that you can I had it on mine and you can you could like when I would do a small water trip, I could get all of the tackle I needed for that trip. <laughs> in that drawer with a small terminal tackle box and then take four rods with me laying down and then you have nothing behind you or all the room in the world for a big cooler. Okay. Yeah, and I think a battery box will even fit in that little nook right there and then it's got the rails on the side as well Mm -hmm. so you could strap it down. Yep. Yeah, the Yak Attack tie-downs or something like that. Yep. um, Where are you guys mounting your fish finder on this? Go ahead, man. Uh, so you can do it a, a couple different ways. Uh, so I like mine pretty close to me. Uh, so I'll put, I'll actually mount my uh, depth finder, fish finder, right, right, kind of on the right side of my seat in the rail, mm-hmm. uh, and then I'll run, uh, you know, like a switchblade. So I've got a console up front. What Blake was talking about, or Blake, uh, Jimmy was talking about. Uh, and it's got a it's got a small rail on it, so that's where I run my transducer off of there. Uh, a lot of guys run that magnetic mount, uh, and they'll run it on, on the side of the the kayak right there. Um, but again, I like mine pretty close, so I put it kind of close to my seat. Uh, th- this model's not showing any tracks on the side. I'm kind of confused. Uh, it, actually, right where the seat is, where the seat, the same. It's the same track that the seat rides in. Yeah. Okay, I I got you. So, are you it, 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 the seat mounts in those tracks, and then are you mounting like under the seat and having it come up the side of the seat? Uh, no, I'm just putting it on a on an arm, uh, in in that same rail. Oh, okay. Yeah. I got you. That's kind of cool. I, you know, I, I just like it right there, especially if I'm paddling or something. I can just briefly look down at it, hit a waypoint if I need to, and, and yeah. keep paddling or, or whatever I need to do. I'm sorry. I'm a new canoe noob. No, no. <laughs> like like I said, I've, I don't think I've ever seen one of these in person. <laughs> you need to check them out, then, man. Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, they, they look cool. Uh, where, are you, where are you mounting your fish finder? Same spot? When I had my pursuit... Mine actually mounted on the that dashboard with the drawer, because mm-hmm. I've got a seven inch screen. So from where I kept the seat position, I could see it real easily. Mm-hmm. And even like with the stability, if I decided to do like vertical fishing, like drop shot and you know jigging a spoon, I could just stand up and then flip the screen straight up and just look straight down at it and fish off the side with 
no trouble. And then on the frontier is where I did what Matt's talking about. I, I mounted a flat bottom seat just because I'm not going to Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh, do you guys have a spot for transducers? Or do you just have to use a switchblade or? Yeah, a switchblade, a ram mount, something like that. Yeah. Okay. On the magnetic uh, transducer mounts. Okay. Yeah, I heard you mention that earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Those are um, nice because if you kind of forget, <laughs> it, that that magnet will actually slide down the boat a little bit. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I, it, you know, it's kind of nice. Yeah. The only reason I haven't messed with one of those is. I get into thick stuff a lot, and I just mm. be afraid that that transducer yep. is going to just be dangling off somewhere and me not notice. Yep. And I've been playing around with the ram mount uh, this go around because I've mounted it off on the pursuit. I've mounted it off the dashboard, and then I've uh, done it by the seat. And with the frontier, I've moved it all the way to the back, completely out of the way. Mm. I'm toying with screen positions left or right or mm. forward. And then I'm going to do that new Yak Attack through hole thing and hide all the wires and clean it up real good. Dude, nice. th th those things are awesome, by the way. I, I got a couple of them for my dry pod. And they, they work really, really nice. I'm, I'm glad somebody continued with the not having to have a backing nut. Like, yeah. You can't get to that on most boats. Yeah. So it may, I'm so happy because I was about to have a guy 3D print them when they released them. <laughs> and I was like, okay, yeah. good, good. It, it, it's cool because like, the way they sit inside the ring like that, you tighten up the screws, it just like kind of like squishes it all together and yeah. creates that watertight seal. And it's a that's a really old school design of the mm -hmm. gasket with a two piece. Like I'm an electrician, and you know we do like pool lights, and that's how you yeah. seal the pool light housing is a two piece grommet like that, and pressure mm -hmm. just keeps watertight. It's a super simple design, and it, it'll work perfect. I mean, and you can't mess it up in my opinion. Like, yeah, I'm, anybody could throw that on there. Yeah, it, it's it's real easy. So, um, I I think we covered the boats pretty well, Brian. What you got anything else? I mean, no, not as far as those. Um, you want to hit on the flint real quick? We got a little bit of time here, man. Yeah, let's go ahead and hit on the flint. Um, let's see here. Jimmy, you want to go first since you got that boat? Sure. Well, it's a it's eleven foot. I think it's eleven three actually. Yeah. I think it's sixty three pounds. Uh, it's got the same seat that the pursuit does. I mean, they all have the same seat seat itself. The base is the same as the pursuit, so it's kind of low to the deck. Um, it's got rod tip stagers in the front. You can put a. They have a dashboard for it now that I just got that I really like. Um, but it's, in my opinion, it's probably one of probably the top skinny water boat you know you can argue that with all your brand guys but it it gives you enough stability and enough space where you can like i know guys that straight tournament lake fish out of it with no problems mm -hmm. pivot drive electric motor you got plenty of storage it's got four recessed rod holders behind you at different angles so you can you know you can carry six rods with ease on that um and it's it's stable enough. Like I actually had a 360 seat in my first flint. Uh, I have a buddy that's got a picture of me. We were sitting off a point out in the middle of a lake down here in Coleman, and I'm turned sideways, leaning all the way back with my feet hanging off the front, just 
chilling and fishing. I mean, it's it's a great boat. It's so easy to paddle. You can, you can cover some water in that boat with ease. And then you can stand and you can clip bushes and skip docks and not worry about falling in. I want to hear more about this 360 seat. Well, I was going to bring up, too, you guys came out with the Fusion seat as well, which is a 360 seat, correct? On yes, the yeah, Yep, on the Frontier models. Or you can add you can add that same 360 to the Flint or the Pursuit. Right. It's basically a swiveling seat. How how high does it sit? Oh, I'm actually not sure at that. I want to say it's probably in the eight inches. All the seat height is probably around six to eight inches off the deck, maybe a little higher. Oh, that's kind of interesting. It's, I, it's, I didn't know they did that. It's lower than my Titan was, but it's it's way taller than the Pursuit is, or the yeah. Flint, for that matter. And it's it's a really it's not a so like my biggest concern the first time I got a 360 seat was is it gonna be so loose that when I paddle the seat takes away your you know you use your core to paddle hard yeah and it, it's it's got enough resistance that you don't walk when you're paddling I mean you still sit perfect but uh, some people like like bigger guys don't like to like turn sideways in their seat to turn around to the back so mm-hmm. you can you can just turn you know. 30 degrees and you're in the back you can turn all the way around and go to the back of the boat i've our first thing i did was spin the seat around and walk to the back of the frontier just (coughs) and it's 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 a nice feature that's cool cool. i didn't i didn't know they did that (laughs) the Um, 360 seat is is pretty slick man um i think that's the only seat on the market like that right well except for the blue sky yeah. That ain't a kayak. <laughs> I never said it was a kayak. I just said it was a blue sky. All right. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think that is I mean, one of one of the only kayaks with a <laughs> with a swivel seat like that. <laughs> which is pretty unique. Yeah. yeah that was the, that was probably the biggest when I worked at Expo in Tennessee. We had a Frontier 12 there in uh, Thunderstorm, which is the black and white color. And yeah. uh, we had it fully rigged out with that 2.3 Honda motor on it. And the, the, the motor and the swiveling seat, I, we sold out of the Frontiers that weekend. And I bet you we didn't sell one day anybody under like 50 years old. And that's no joke. Like old crappie fishermen were coming up and like, I need that. I'll take it. Like yeah. it, was, it was hilarious. That's awesome. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man, the Flint's a great little boat. I think it's totally underrated in its class. Like when you look at the Flint in person, you can tell that a fisherman designed that kayak. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like everything from the uh, the uh, hog trough holder uh, yeah. to the way it paddles um, <laughs> to kind of your seat position, uh, and then the uh, uh, paddle holder you know the handle on the sides they act as a paddle holder so your paddle actually clips in there oh that's uh, cool yeah i mean it, it's just a super efficient boat uh and you get a, a honestly a lot of kayak for the for the price oh yeah and now that it comes with the decking kit on it the basic decking kit yep you can't beat that yep yeah that that, that deck kit on all these kayaks look pretty cool oh yeah <laughs> 
I never thought I needed it until I had it. Now I'm, I don't think I could ever not have it. I totally agree. Totally agree. (laughs) You know, something didn't say on the, he was saying about the seat position and everything. One thing about all of the boats is you can trim the seat basically anywhere on the deck on all of them. So you can really control how it reacts when you steer, how it drafts on any of them. They all do it. It's that's a cool feature because I, I, I actually, some people just put their seat in one spot and they're done, period. I change mine all the time according mm-hmm. to what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm guilty of that. I, I keep my seat in one spot and never mess with it ever again. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, th- this boat's kind of cool. It's it's simple. I mean, you, you don't see very many boats, like, as simple as this uh, Flint. That's yeah. for sure. It seems like they're getting more complicated with the times. <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. And you can see if you, we won't name any other companies, but if you pay attention in the industry, it seems like a lot of guys are starting to follow the things New Canoe's been doing the whole time. With, uh, yeah. That's <laughs> 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 tired. <clears throat> hey, now. It's true, though. <laughs> it is true. Um, I think Old Town kind of did it with the Topwater series. Uh, yep. Without the without the PDL, and uh, definitely you know Jackson the U pick you yeah. know that nice simple easy open platform. That's a good looking you know, boat. Yeah, I mean it, it is. I think I think Brad nailed it on the head. Like it just seems like some of these boats are getting too complicated, and you're seeing more and more guys go back to like the simple mm-hmm. simple style of boat where it's just a clean slate. And you can set it up exactly the way you pick. Something that I was oh, I see that. Yeah. <laughs> Something that I, I'm guilty of is like, you know, like with the feel free, great platform. Um, but it gives you a lot, so you add a lot. Same yeah. thing with the bonafide. Almost everybody I know with a bonafide is it's it's rigged out as far as you can and then when you get on the water you start realizing like i don't need any of this like how much of this did i not use today like yeah like i I like the price range of these boats too it's uh, like we said a lot of these boats are getting more complicated they're also getting up there in price yeah and the reason why i got into kayak fishing was because i couldn't afford a bass boat Right. So when I'm seeing these simple designs at like a good price, it's just like, it's a no brainer. I think there's a lot of people that are going that way and thinking, having the same mentality as I have on these boats. I can't really, I'm not bashing any brands or anything, but man, I, I know when these brands charge more money like this, it just drives the market up and it's going to eventually these lower, um, no, I don't want to say lower tier, more simple, more simple kayaks. They're going to be uh, what everybody's gravitating towards. They're not going to want to spend the money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. They're more price point, price point efficient. You know, you're getting a lot of boat for a great price. I think, you know, when you're talking the new canoe platform, yeah, it doesn't have all the bells and whistles, but those bells and whistles can be added. But that yeah. entry level price point, um 
and then you can add all that gizmos and gadgets and stuff like that and i mean you know what's what's the uh, frontier at like 15 1600 bucks mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yep. and then what the pursuits a couple hundred more you know yeah. And yep. then the the Flynn is a thousand bucks. And the one thing I was gonna say, shout out to Angler, show sponsor here at Paddle and Finn. They teamed and Catch Products. They teamed up with New Canoe and they did that um, smart angler package. So it's got a yeah. dashboard with the angler bullseye in it, and then it comes with a catch board and what a rod holder and uh, an X grip for your phone. Yeah. And oh, it's in cool. a limited, limited edition color. Stinger. Yeah, the Stinger. Oh, the stinger. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's pretty think, slick. Yeah, I think I saw that on the website when I was scrolling through here. Red, <laughs> red and black color? No, black that's the bulldog. Stinger bulldog. Yeah, black and yellow. Ooh, I like black and yellow. Yeah. I posted one up. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just threw up all over myself as you grab your pirate hey, shirt. Are you a Penguins fan, too? Oh, yeah, of course he is. Yep. <laughs> Cindy Crosby's the goat. No. <laughs> See, thank you, thank you. Matt's like, I don't care, dude. Can we talk about fishing? <laughs> we can't go off on hockey tangent. It's I can't watch hockey right now. Nobody can. Oh yeah, dude. It's, I can't watch any sports. It sucks. Yeah. Exactly. This is awful. But we can talk about fishing, so it's all good. Um. Well, we're we're winding down here, guys. Why don't we uh, each of you you could uh, take a minute to. Uh, you know, thank whoever you need to thank, but also, uh, I always like leaving this question out there. Um, if there's one chunk of advice you can give to a new kayak angler, uh, or experienced one, what would that be? Um, so for somebody just starting out, I mean, it, it can be confusing. Uh, you know, there's a lot of options out there, mm-hmm. uh, you know, kind of, kind of, start at a price point, start researching. And then I always say demo, get out in these kayaks. Uh, you know, good dealers will have demo days where you, you can get out and you can actually try the kayak. I strongly, strongly, strongly recommend getting out in the kayak before you purchase it. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and don't get wrapped up in, in, uh, you know, all the, all the uh, brand bashing and, and, and things that are kind of occurring now, and it's an unfortunate part of the kayak community. There's a lot of brand bashing going on out there. Um, there's a lot of great options out there for anybody. Absolutely. I agree yeah, 100%. I, I'm with you too, man. Uh, the brand bashing stupid. It's why I'm doing these. That's why I'm doing these episodes. <laughs> I mean, I'm on Team Bonafide, but I, I want like these. I want these episodes for people to hear and learn about each brand before they buy. Yeah. That's yeah. all. I, that's all you know, I want. You have, something that I try to tell people is we have a lot of people in our local club. They don't want to fish our tournaments because of what they're in. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah. yep, get out kayak fishing. Like I want, sure. I want you to buy a new canoe. I want you to use the boats I use. Cause I like them. And you know, a lot of people like them, but like Matt said, demo, demo, demo. But if buy what you can afford, like, there was a, I think it was the Lake Fork tournament. It may have been Lake Norman. I think the guy that got third in that was in an ascend. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I always use a great example for that. Uh, Dusty Yacker, good friend of mine up here. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys know him from the, the national tour and uh, last year's national championship. When he first started out, he was fishing the Michigan Kayak Trail 
out of a pelican and slaughtered them all. Yep. <laughs> and he he talks about how he was very intimidated that first tournament he fished. He showed up in this cheap little boat and he seen guys in Hobies and new canoes and I don't know if Bonafides were around then and you know Jacksons and whatever. And he just crushed it. And he fished that whole series and ended up winning a Hobie at the end of the year. And that's why he's in a Hobie now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. he's won. That kid's won many different boats over the years. But um, I agree 100%, man. It's, you know, the way I always tell people is what I like, what you like, and the next guy likes is going to be three different things. Like, there is no such thing as a perfect boat. Every boat's got its pros and cons. And you just got to figure out which boat uh, outweighs the cons and what you need and what you're going to do on whatever yeah. types of bodies of water you're going to fish. So okay. yeah. I think that's solid advice from both of you. Awesome. So do you guys have anybody you want to thank uh, or where they can follow you on social? Uh, I, I would like to say one more thing. You know, it, it's a weird yeah. time right now. You know, it's uh, we're going through through some some odd things uh just kind of a society and community um you know a lot of our dealers our local dealers are, are having to uh find creative ways uh to to stay open i would mm -hmm. urge anybody if you've been thinking about uh buying an accessory or or buying something support your local guys they need it really yeah. bad right now um you know some of them may not open up their doors again uh, which is very unfortunate, but you know, a lot of them are coming up with some, some very innovative ways. Uh, you know, a lot of them are offering free shipping. Uh, if you order something, uh, I, I just, you know, our, a lot of what we do, uh, whether it be kayak fishing tournaments or whatever is, is heavily dependent on our, our local dealers. So get out mm -hmm. there and support them guys. Um, get out and order something from them. Yeah, absolutely, man. I know, you know, the dealer I work for, we're closed down. Um, I know my man, Travis was at the shop today, received some orders that came in, but, um, you know, a couple phone calls came in, he's shipping some stuff out. So, yep. you know, and it's all the dealers nationwide. Usually, you know, there's somebody around, man, just give them a call. If they don't have like an online store or something like that, uh, just give them a call. If they don't answer, leave them a message. Hey, I need this. Can you ship it out? And I guarantee you 10 out of 10 times they are going to call you back and get it out to you, man. And yep. yeah. yeah, I mean, and it's, it's, I know in our community, the, the kayak shops are, are very important, but I mean, not only that, but when businesses open up, we're going to, they're going to need everybody's support. So, yep. Yep. Uh, definitely shop local, support the little guys, man. Uh, they're going to need it. So heck yeah. Yep. Final words, anybody? Yeah, I'll just, uh, I'll thank, uh, I'll thank hook one outfitters for, uh, giving me a spot on their team this year and giving me a chance to try and make them look good. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, without, without them, honestly, the new canoe thing would have never happened. Cause that's where I met my regional director and everything and then thank new canoe for giving me a chance this year and thank my wife for putting up with all of this <laughs> yeah <laughs> now she's she's a big support man she's usually the one that's like now nah, go ahead and buy it nice so i get i get that luxury most guys don't but uh yeah <laughs> very but cool yeah, man 
if anybody wanted to, you can check my Instagram out, uh, Down South Kayak Fishing. I put up some some pictures and stuff there here and there. I'm I'm getting more into keeping up with content and stuff now, playing around with doing video and stuff. Very I'm already cool. following you on there. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't even stalker. know it. You got a stalker. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> well, I appreciate. How about it, man. you, Matt? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I'd like to thank you know Nuke New uh, for for the continued support, um, and and also you know here locally like Moving Water Outfitters uh, for not only helping me out but also helping out just the uh, overall uh, kind of community uh, and and supporting us. Uh, and, and you know as well as, as uh, like Sun Valley sp- Sports here locally, uh, another great dealer of, of, of Hobies. Uh, just want to really thank those guys and, and thanks for the for supporting uh, something that that we can't do without them. Yeah, right on. Very cool. Sweet man, good episode. Uh, we appreciate you guys coming on uh, talking new canoe with with us. Yeah, no problem. Um, listeners we'll see you guys next week Uh, everybody have a good Friday and a good weekend and stay safe yeah you too go check out the website guys paddle the letter n and fin.com also check out youtube youtube.com forward slash paddle and fin if you got a question comment want to hear from a future guest feel free to email us at paddle the letter n and fin at gmail.com don't forget to follow us on social media we're doing giveaways announcements things like that at facebook and instagram at paddle and fin shout out to our show supporters rocktown adventures loveland canoe and kayak hammered lures fish mob lures trc covers catch products go to catchproducts.com you can put the paddle and fin logo right on your catch board don't forget to go over and pick up your jig masters jigs use promo code pnf20 and save 20 percent today don't forget to rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to It helps grow the audience, helps others find our podcast. So please drop a five-star rating in on the podcast platform you're listening on. Don't forget about the Recycled Plastics program, you guys. Take your used plastic baits, put them in an envelope, mail them to the address in the show notes. Our man Eric Richards at Hammered Lures melts those down, makes new baits, and donates them to various chapters of Heroes on the Water.